All right. How are you getting on? Look where I am. Well, if you can't see, you might not be watching this. Um, you might just be listening to the podcast, but this is the inaugural uh, shed podcast. I have the shed. I have my shed. I have my shed. Okay. Um, and I got a nice, cool camera. <laughs> I got a cool camera. Yeah, look at you with your funky camera. Look at you getting on here with your funky camera. Good looking camera. Got a cool camera and I got a nice green light behind me. Um, same quality of shite talk. Um, but looking. Oh, fucking. This is, I'm not going to lie, this is my fantasy right now. Having this little shit. I got a green light behind me. Very Degeneration X vibes. Very sucky. So. Two foot. So two words. Sucky. Suck your what? Suck your dick. You know? I knew what it meant, but you could say it because you didn't say what it was. Fonzie was saying sit on it. Wow, he's fucking schlong. You want me to beg your pardon? You kiss you kiss Mrs. Cunningham with a mouth fonts. You kiss Mrs. Cunningham with a fonts. I do have to say I did think that Mando had jumped the shark. Fonzie reference. Um for when Fonzie do you even Am I like talking about Fonzie in the way people used to talk about like Gilligan of Gilligan's Island, you know? Art Carney. Do I do you hear Fonzie the way I hear people say Art Carney? <laughs> I don't know who these people are. I know who Fonzie is. Jumped over a fucking shark on uh on I was gonna say water blades. And I don't know why they're called anything else but that. What are they called? Skis? Water skis? Water blades more like. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Because I'm in a shed. I'm not even high on canvas or anything, you know. Um, I'm just here. I'm just a guy talking to a girl with a big fucking green light behind him to symbolize the cusp of the millennium. What was I going to say? Yeah, I thought Mando would jump the shark. I'll come back to that. thought they saved it a little bit in the finale there. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I'll talk about it now. I tell you, I wasn't huge on Mando this, this year, you know. As you know, I'm a big Mando stan. Dear Mando, I thought that you would do one-off adventures, but this serialized episode is making me tear up my dentures. You know? Sincerely yours, your biggest fan. This is Mando's stand. But um, I thought they stuck to the landing at the end, you know? Should have been called the bloody Book of Bo-Katan, though. Should have been called the bloody Book of Bo-Katan. Um, But look good for everyone. Good, you know, uh, I'm not going to spoil on, but I'm, I'm excited you know, be a ham fist at the end. The kind of, I mean, not no spoilers here, but then the kind of it's left with the kind of the sense of I need to go on adventures with my foundling so he can learn everything. I'm getting more more into the kind of lone wolf and cub kind of vibe that I was fell for. Anyway, I've lost some of this now. This is meant to be fun. This is meant to be this part of meant to be the crack. Um, God I tell you, <laughs> I blimped. You can call me. Um, Call me the goddamn Goodyear blimp, man. The Goodyear balloon, because I blimped it. Blimped it with my wife, my son, and my fans. All in the span of half an hour. I'll tell you what happened. Got up early. Got up at like five. Uh, young daughter. My young daughter sleeping very well. For me, anyway. You know. I wake up in the morning. With, she sleeps in the bed with us. And I uh, you know, fall asleep. She's there. I'm hanging off the side of it for dear life. 
because she wants to spread her arms out, as she's entitled to. She's a stunning little thing. Okay, so I'm hanging off for dear life on the side of the bed. I wake up next morning, all of a sudden, loading space. And my wife's beside me. Give her a little spoon. And I don't know what's happened. But what apparently what's happened is she was about to roll over uh, and push me out of bed. And my wife stepped in to the rescue. She was going to go fucking long live the king and put her claws onto my claws. You know, and I'd fall, you know. Um, she'd also be Simba. But then, um, but before she could scar me, um, my wife stepped in with itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. No, she stepped in and saved me, you know, and then swapped me over. But all this stuff's been going on. There's magic going on in the middle of the night. And guess what I'm doing? Sleeping. Have a nice little snooze. So, what was I saying? So, I was, I was up early. I got up early, you know, give my wife a hand with the shared 50-50 parenting that we do. Give her a hand, you know. Um, walk the baby around, give her a break, you know. Um, 50-50 all the way, really, for me. Um, and... Uh, so I was tired that day and I had a gig in on, on Shaw in Camden Street. I hadn't done a gig in a while. I was looking forward to it. So I um, was putting a young fellow down, you know, and I try, I try, even though it's a dream situation, you know, of, um, you know, uh, just doing a bit of comedy for a living. You know, I still don't want it to impact hugely on my, my family and their sleep or anything like that. So as like I said to Terry, look, don't you worry. I'll have both them kids down. I'll be out the door at eight, you know, be back probably about quarter to ten, you know, maybe ten. And so I was putting the young fella down, told him an amazing story, told him a custom combined two of his big interests right now, which would be PJ Masks and Santiago of the Seven Seas, Santiago of the Seas, kind of this um, Latinx pirate and uh, PJ Masks are just kind of crap (laughs) superheroes. And so I incorporated his favorite PJ Masks character, Gecko, uh, into a story about Santiago. I was like, I tell him made up stories about Santiago and I said Santiago stared out at the sun turn off the light we'll turn off the light there and I'll tell you a story Santiago stared out at the sea and he said oh me hearties I can taste adventure like the salt on my tongue you know what fortune will the winds blow my way today and he's like <gasps> loving it right and then I was getting like oh he's loving this story I'm going to get a bit more cosy here so took off my glasses got under a blanket you know I have a gig in an hour Passed out. Passed out. You can call me... Uh, Mr. Dormio. Because I passed out. Out. Passed out. And I wake up. I wake up with Terry going full my ma mode. She's like, get, get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Like stomping. He suddenly sleeps on a little um, mattress on the ground. Because it's better for me. Just, you know, he doesn't fall out. Don't know why anyone ever gets beds or cribs. Mental. Sleeps in a two two mattresses pushed together. It's actually a better situation than what we have. Um. So, but then she was like stomping on the the bed, She's like get up, get up, get up, get up. You know. I look at my phone. There's like twenty missed calls. Like, oh yeah. And I'm so confused because I was in. You can call me. She <laughs> can't keep doing this. Well, you can call me Michael Stipe because I was in REM sleep. REM. Now he's swimming. You know. I was in deep sleep. So I look at my phone. This is eight forty-five, and I'm like, what? 8.45, like, he's got crash in, I thought it was a.m., right? He's got crash in uh, in 15 minutes, right? Completely forgot, I have no idea where I am. So, like, he's only been asleep for, like, 10 minutes, right? And I'm, like, waking up, like, Sonny, 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 wake up, pal. And then I start doing the dad voice, you got to get some brown flakes, fella, we're going to get some brown flakes. Get some brown flakes into your man, you know? 
and I take him out of his sleep sack and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And I bring him downstairs and put him in his high chair and I'm like pouring the bran flakes. And I look out and it's still like it's dark. And I'm like, that's weird. Sun doesn't come up today. Weird. Like imagine there was like an alien invasion. I know I keep talking about this. And they block out the sun. They eclipse it. I'll be like, guess sun didn't come out today. Weird. That's exactly the vibe I was feeling this morning. The evening, right? And then I look at the microwave clock. Thank God we have that, by the way. Do you have any clocks in your room? Sorry to be asking this personal question. Do you have any clocks like around? I don't have any clocks. There's no clocks in our gaff. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like fucking Vegas. Everyone's chain smoking. There's fresh air everywhere. There's no clocks anywhere. I can't tell what's going on. So I um so I assume it's the morning. And then I realize it's twenty forty five on the mic- microwave clock. And I'm like, oh, and luckily he's half asleep with his head on the table. He's only I've only put him to bed twenty minutes ago. And he was like, What the fuck's going on? And I'm like, oh, sorry about that, sorry about that. Like awkward, like, here, sorry here. Are we still alright? Like, sorry about that. And put put him back into bed and drove immediately to the gig. House is still a kip. I was meant to put him down, do a bit of do a bit of spring clean, a bit of tidying before I headed out. Um It was actually a good gig. Martin Angolo uh said to me, he was like uh yeah, that was really good, man. You should do more gigs after only waking up for half an hour. <laughs> you know, and he knows comedy. Oh, he knows comedy. So um, that was a bit of fun. Waking me young flop. Got him big into Mr. Mistopheles at the moment. Every morning we're singing the magical Mr. Mistopheles. And I don't know why he does this, but he says, Dad, can you have, uh, can you ask Google to play, oh, well, I never was there ever a cat so clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles, please. I'm like, he knows it's called Mr. Mistopheles, but with lyrics that good, he's got to say them all the time, you know? Such a shame what happened to that now. But yeah, you can call me bloody Zeppelin, because I blimped it. You can call me John Bonham. Uh, John Bonham, Helena Bonham, whatever. Is this any good? You having a good time? Look, you know, it's a new, i got to sage this room, as I said. You know, some, who knew? who knows what went on behind here, you know? A boy could have been whipped in here, you know? For all I know. I need to get Derek. Oh, he's dead. Derek Akora. You know? It's a shame people really took, you know. Oh, your man who speaks to ghosts is dead. Well, Mystic Meg didn't see that one coming. Mystic Meg's gone. Didn't see that one coming. You know? That's a shame. What are you going to say about me? You know? Camwell's dead. That's not very funny. Well, his biggest joke was fucking dying. You know? He's like Tommy Cooper, that guy. Do you know who that is? Do you know who Tommy Cooper is? But look, I'm here. Um, I'm, I I have to say thank you very much um, for all of your support and getting me to this. Like, this is very, feels like a very momentous day, you know? As, you can, as I said, the aesthetic is kind of, you know, uh, early 2000s green, if you're watching the video, because, you know, this is the time I, I, fa- I fantasized about this, you know? Now, it's a few... Bob Marley flags shy of a proper session shed. And do you know what I'm going to do? And this is just, I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm a kid in a candy store. Um, there's a printer in shot. You might be able to see here. Um, and I'm going to print off on paper a load of movie posters that I like. And I'm going to put them on the wall. Because I'm a child. Because I'm a big boy. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to paste them in the back there. You know, aliens will be there. Tremors probably be there. I went through my letterbox, five star movies. Some fucking, some flicks have snuck in there. Do not deserve to be in there. Not five star flicks, you know. Um, 
but I thought I'll get to like my 30 favorite films in the back there. And, um, you know, with this cool lens that might be in focus, that might not. You know what I mean? I'm exploring this as well, this new this new hobby. Do you know what I got? <laughs> we have this. I got a skip, right? How much do you think a skip is, right? Did you say a thousand euro? That's what I thought. Give us another guess. Five thousand euro? No, no, no. Go lower. It's actually lower than a thousand euro. You know, getting a skip now it's one hundred and sixty euro, right? Got a skip for one hundred and sixty euro. That you know, it's not cheap, right? But it's far cheaper than I thought it was. It's like airport parking. I talked about this before. Picked up my in-laws. Like three euro for airport parking. The way they go on about it with the fucking Danny Ocean heist that is picking someone up from departures, right? I, you, I could have sworn it was 2,000 euro, right? With how much they're, you think they're trying to save. Skip 160 euro. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. For what I thought it was. I'm like, it must be a catch. Now, maybe there is a catch. It's still outside. I don't know if they're going to weigh it. That'd be a real jip. We wait your skip. Um, it's going to be 3,000 euro. You know, I don't think so. I think the only thing they said is you can't fill it above the... F- you don't need to know the fucking ins and outs of this skip, right? But I'll tell you, having the skip, I'm I'm just... As you know, my job is the bins and waste um, management, you know? I'm in the waste management business, right? You know me the waste management business, right? We do equal 50-50 parenting, as you know, completely down the middle. You know, as you know, I lactate. Um, and I also do the bins. So we're kind of, I don't know if it is 50-50. Anyway, so to have a skip. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Couldn't believe my luck. I was there with the door open, fucking cups in it. Right, you know? Cups I don't want. Cups that to be, you know. Look, I'm sustainable, right? I've got a compost bin, okay? Did you know I talked about my bins? <laughs> I got a compost bin, right? I'm sustainable, Okay. But the charity shop have cut me off. They're like, we're cutting you off. Stop bringing your shite in here. Stop bringing your shite in here. You know? They're like, we don't care. We, You know, all the charities. They've cut me off everywhere everywhere in the area, right? Cut me off from dropping stuff. They're like, you're all right. So I have to get rid of some Delph, right? It's on their fucking cups in it. And it's the greatest joy, right? That's not sustainable. I know that's not sustainable. But I tell you, getting rid of... Like what? The builders, they put in a new countertop, right? And they left the old countertop. And like, whatever. They didn't say they were going to take the other countertop. But it's just like, yeah, we just left it there in case you wanted to put the old shitty one back on. You know? It's good. You know, whatever. I Maybe that's just, I don't know the ins and outs. I'm never, I'm new. I'm new to trade. Tradespeople. You know? <laughs> I'm new to trade. Okay? Working in the trade. Okay? So I didn't know. That everyone, everyone takes our shit, you know. But even we had a Christmas tree. We didn't. Have, we still had the Christmas tree. All right. It wasn't anywhere public, but it was around. Put that in there. That was a great. Ah, oh, you know, just fucking it in the fucking skip. You know, people were coming over. When I had people coming over, I was texting them. Just so you know, got a skip outside. Terry's like, what are you talking about? Every single person puts something in that skip, right? And if you, if if you. 160 euro, if you need 160 euro, that's too expensive. You don't want to skip, and I'm silly for spending it, right? But if you, every single day, walk into your utility room or whatever in your flat, maybe in your your house share or whatever, and you see that fucking drying rack that all the pegs have fallen out and all the screws have fallen out, and it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work anymore, right? Or that old pram that's covered in mold. 
the piss stains on the pram grew mold and it's still in the biosphere of your home, right? Call space, but it happens, right? Then just fucking that in the skip. Can't tell you the joy. I slept, I like, I walked out. It was like seeing snow when I saw the skip arrive. I couldn't believe it, you know? And I don't have any big mad electrical goods around like that, you know? Have a drill didn't work anymore. I'm like, what do you do? What do you do? Put it in the skip. Lamps that don't work. I put in the skip. You know, this room is still full of shite. You know, I have a guitar hero guitar over there. I refuse to get rid of because of the George Harrison uh, Gretsch model from the Beatles rock band. So it's not even guitar hero. But, um, you know, so there's still a lot of shit to go. But as much as I was willing to part with is now in that skip. And I tell you, and the I'm just I don't know if it's an age thing or if it's me grateful for the actual like not time as in like you know seconds on earth time but the actual time to that i have to myself you know to to pop a podcast in these ears well over these ears because i wear overhead headphones but to listen to a podcast and just fuck a lot of shit and just skip it's as i feel like i'm gonna cry it's as good as it gets for me right i like it I like it. And I don't know if do other people is it just because do other people in their mid to late thirties I'm in my mid thirties, right? Peak thirties, right? Is it just because I have kids now that I enjoy I never would have liked this shit. Talk about fucking skips. When I started this podcast, it was an angry Star Wars rant, you know? First episode of this podcast, an angry Star Wars rant. Now I'm talking about the joy, the joie de vivre. A fucking load of cups in a skip. <laughs> no, Gary has no place in here. And he'd actually hang like one of those dream catchers, you know? Great dream catcher tattoos. Problematic? Let me know in the comments. And smash that subscribe button as well. And, you know podcast or whatever do you know you know i'm asking you to end right i don't even know what this is like this is still my first time using this camera and you know mike kind of set up tell you what i'm really looking forward to doing in here <laughs> playing a bit of D D. oh my god i got a D D shed like in the movies like in stranger things not a basement it's tiny in here but i could fit about six adventurers in here around this table looking forward to dm it again ever since i've become so good at telling stories from young flu Hopefully they like the same sort of content, my friends. But um, if you never played D and don't know if I'd recommend it, right? Because it's it's very hard. It's hard to do something so silly, so silly, is so silly. Make up grown adults pretending to be wizards with with like no outcome. There's no. We all decided to be wizards and bards and barbarians. You know, and rogues for no reason. You know, who who won? Terry asked me every single time I come back from D and D, and who won? <laughs> I don't expect you to understand. You know, because most of the women that I know are very successful women. You know, with oafish Neanderthals cl- clamped with their big Neanderthal teeth onto their coattails of their wives, <laughs> right? 
So these women are like, well, how do I, how do I win the game? You know? So they don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, Jesus. There's a lot of, there's a, I mean, look at uh, some of the most famous D&D players, you know? Some of the best uh, characters on, on YouTube play along D, D&D games. They're all usually women, right? So I'm not saying that D&D isn't for women, but I know the women I know be like, what the fuck are you doing? You, <laughs> you know? Um, so I don't, you know, I don't expect it, but I tell you, the hardest part about it is being silly and no one calling it. No one can call that this is so silly. If anyone calls this is silly, then it's just like the whole rug. It's like Wiley e. Coyote running out of cliff face. As soon as he looks down, and realizes there's no floor, you know, he falls. That's that's the level of faith that you have to go into a and d game with. If anyone says this, this is a bit, lads. We need, we need to have a good fucking, good hard look at ourselves. Cold hard look at ourselves. Then, oh my God, you're falling, you're free falling, you know. So uh, you have to go with no cynicism, which is very hard. And doing a character voice, being like, well, you smash his head in with my warmer, you know. You know, with my flail, I smash his head in. And also it's like, what I know Terry, she, and she loves fantasy books, you know. She loves fantasy. She loves Lord of the Rings. She loves David Gamble books, you know. But, um, you know, she also wants to know what the fucking rules are so she can win because she's a highly competitive woman, you know. But if I tell her, well, there's no way you can win. Everything is made up for a laugh. But also the things that you do do can only happen under very specific circumstances, you know. Can I backflip over the chasm? I don't know what you roll an agility check, you know. Like, what? You told me everything's... One critical fail <laughs> you've lost somehow so um, I'm looking forward to doing that you know tell you the best campaign I ever ran um, was a one shot right as a games master this is it wasn't even uh, D&D it's a game called Fate Core right uh, which is more kind of <sighs> look it's coming it's all coming out here right I'm in the shed I'm geeking out here right Fate Core is kind of a bit more narrative based and less about the logistics of, you know, like if you ever play a game and you have a sword, you might want to get a better sword, you know, uh, and that sword will take off more energy to the person you're, say you're trying to hit a, say you're playing Zelda, right? And you pick up a stick and you hit a goblin with it. Then it only knocks off a little bit of its health, its hit points. You know, you take out the master sword, that is, that is, you know, higher hit points and you're constantly upgrading stuff you know fake core would be more what's the actual story maybe you just have the sword you know and whether you succeed or fail is less on the damage you can do based on the sword's hit point output and more on well how good of a swing was it you know and what's fun about fate is you can be like roll the dice okay you succeeded you know tell me how you think you chop a goblin's head off but I did one which I thought would be just a great movie I was like, I want to see Dawn of the Dead in Dublin Airport at Christmas. I want it to be Die Hard 2, but Dawn of the Dead in Dublin Airport. Played a one-shot. It was great. I had so much fun. It was like, there are, there's a weird cryptic, and you just realize you can just dig into the tropes. First you're like, am I stealing here? And then you just dive into the tropes, you know? 
there is a big yellow plane lands in Dublin Airport and it has a radioactive sign on the corner. That is hack writing. But with a group of drunk and some stoned people, they think that's the best shit you ever said in your life. What? You know? And you start playing like, you know, Hall and Oates or some sort of like 80s score. You're trying to set a kind of a mood of kind of lethal weapon, you know? You're a loose cannon. You know, your wife left you, you know? It's fun characters that you'd always like to play, you know? So that was a lot of fun, that uh, zombie outbreak in Dublin Airport, you know? I've always fantasized about not everyone dying, but, <laughs> but you know, being... Just having the freedom to go around, like, Stevens Green I was obsessed about. I was like, imagine it was a zombie apocalypse and just I was locked in Stevens Green. That would get born, like, immediately. I go into Dunn's, start wearing all the Paul Costello jumpers, you know. Um, the food probably go out of date quite quick. Going to Asha, try and load a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirts, you know. Put my foot through some of those oil paintings they have up there next to the cafe. <laughs> you know, going to Charlie Chan's. You know, hopefully some of the food's still good. Although, to be fair, if I need a grub left out, you want to be going to fucking Charlie Chan's. You'd be probably dining out there probably for three weeks before any of it goes bad. You know, with the greatest respect to the Chan legacy. Dynasty. Um, You know, go into GameStop, look at a game, laugh at the fact that FIFA... Uh, well, I was going to say FIFA 24, but it's actually called EA Sports FC. That's the new name for FIFA, by the way, which is great. Um, you look at that ninety quid, you still still laugh, still don't buy it, still don't buy it, because that's too expensive for a game. <laughs> is this any good? I hope you're having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I think this is really great. Got like a light here, got my monitor, got the camera. This is um, this is as good as it gets in here in this shed, in this freezing shed. It's so cold in here. I couldn't be happier. And I'll tell you why, because right now I'm in a state where. This is just limitless potential. I could play D&D in here. I can make videos in here. I can make sketches in here. I could watch pay-per-views in here. There's a TV over there. I could watch WrestleMania. Look me. Look me. Look me in the eyes when I lie to you here, right? When I tell you I watch WrestleMania. That's not fucking hoping me watching a WrestleMania in here. In a freezing cold shed up to 5 o'clock in the morning. Not a hope. That, that ship has sailed, right? Could come back. Could come back. But not likely gonna happen. All right. Um, but right now I'm live. I'm deluding myself in just the potential of it all. You know, like even when I got this camera and you know this kind of setup that I'm talking into right now, I thought, oh, that's exactly what I'm gonna watch. Loads of YouTube tutorials. I'm like, that's exactly what it's gonna be. And now I look at it and I'm like, there's a lot of fucking little dials on that thing. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. You know. But the potential, I haven't messed around with it enough to know that it's actually too complicated for me yet. You know, the potential of the shed. The idea of having people in here for get them soccer match, you know? What kind of wins are we going to celebrate in here in this shed? You know? What kind of losses? I mean, will I watch Roadhouse in this shed? Will I watch a clip from Roadhouse and rewind it loads and laugh my ass off in the shed? All of these things. Everything the light touches. Everything is a potential that could and likely won't happen. The ten percent chance chance of it happening. You know, but that is, there needs to be a word for it. the state of potential, you know, that's where I like to live. What about you? <laughs> <laughs>
But um, but look, this is a short but sweet one. Thank you for being very patient with me while I get all this set up. I'll be back here again on Friday for the Patreon. And then a proper longer episode. I got all this kind of done under the wire here, so it's quite late. But I wanted to make sure I got a podcast out to you on time. The inaugural pod in the shed. Uh, there will be more coming. There'll be louder podcasts where I can have a bit more energy early in the morning. Can be shouting to high heaven. But um, I want to thank you. Like, it's as good as it gets. Thank you so much for your very kind support as pod. All the best. Bye-bye.